you are like a hike. You look like you are ready for a fall hike with a yeah. pumpkin spice latte. I am going to say it was a little too soon for the wool sock blendstone combo. My feet are hot. They are warm. Do you want to take your socks off and you know? No, don't. I don't think JP would have. I, I walked in, I ripped JP's sign, and then I'm just going to take my <laughs> shoes off. You always like any room you enter. I feel like it's just in a bluster. It is just a fluster yeah. of, of confusion and hunger. <laughs> I did my first Pilates class. Okay, great. Tell me about it. It was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Did it's, you videotape it the whole time, like your spin classes? No. I don't think I'm being sexist to say Pilates is more for women. Okay. Or Just like the parts of the body it, it works out? Or the instructor was really not familiar with the male body. Okay. But, How so? Uh, okay. So I walked in with my friend who is also a male. And the first thing she says is, we don't get a lot of men here. We're hungry for men in this class. Ooh. And I was like, hungry or like, is that like a... Horny? Like, what? I'm just Why? hungry for men. That sounds like a line. I'm pretty sure that is a line from Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Uh, okay. And she was that age br bracket. Like, she, she was maybe Dirty in her Dancing. 60s. Yeah. Okay. That's also an age bracket I'm in. In I terms of, like, Dirty Dancing references yeah. I get and use. And I'm not 65. I've never seen it. You've never seen... You yell at me all the time about movies and you've never seen Dirty Dancing? I can't. I don't see Patrick Swayze and think like, mm, yes. Oh, man. Yeah, like that. I don't do that. You've never seen Dirty Dancing no, I haven't. then. Okay, so then Sorry. we're in class and she was, and then she said, all right, for this move, and we're sitting on one of those like big balls that's like a inflated ball. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like an exercise ball? Yeah, like an exercise ball. Do you know who I hate? People that use those at offices. I'm like, shut up. You're not doing any benefit You're to yourself. Not, it can't be. It must be bad for your back. Get Imagine a standing JP desk if you want to make a statement. Oh, my <laughs> God. I would have ripped another sign and walked out. Sorry. So you're doing Pilates. You're on We're the ball. We're sitting on this ball and she's like, all right, ladies. Now, uh, now would be a good time to do a Kegels exercise. And men just clench everything. <laughs> what does that even <laughs> so mean? Like, you want me to squeeze my stuff. Everything. Everything. Anyway, so I left feeling like I'll give it another shot next week. Are you gonna, you're going to go back? No, I won't. They're no. hungry for you. You got to get back, go back there and your sexy male friend. I didn't. I assume. Have you ever been hungry for men? All the time. Okay. In grade six, I almost... <laughs> I almost... I love that you had a story ready to go. Failed. Ever, yes. I, fa I almost failed grade six and had to be held back because I was so, so obsessed and hungry for boys that I just never did any work. And then like three weeks before graduation, they were like, Christina, we <laughs> will have to hold you back if you do not finish all of these like 25 assignments. And I was like, but I'm so damn hungry. Where, why did that, why? Like, I get everybody, like, I was girl, I was for sure. Yeah. I was girl crazy. Like, what? Yeah. Why, where did that come from in I you? don't know. I think it was like, maybe it's a biblical thing that I was like, that is my per, not that I'm saying that's what Your the Bible purpose. says, but sometimes it felt like the per, like when you're in youth group and church, it's like, you're just thinking about like, who am I going to marry? And they also talk about sex, but in a way of like, you can't have that. 
So it does make you really so it's want like, it. Oh, I used to write guys names on my wall in my bedroom and crayon just like if I liked them. And then once I didn't like them anymore, I'll just cross them out and write the next guy's name. And there was a lot. I had the hugest crush when I was from the ages of nine to 12 on Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> I had this picture of him on my wall. He was in a bubble bath and I read his biography when I was like 10 or 11 and I was like full steam ahead. You, I wrote his name in crayon on my wall. Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> Wayne G. I would love the idea of like other popular girls coming to your room and be like, hey, do you like Bobby? And you're like, no, I like Wayne. I like Wayne. <laughs> he will eventually it. have a, has his own wine label and whiskey. <laughs> I'm riding those coattails before he gets too yeah. famous. It, wow. JP just pulled up a picture of Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, that wasn't the one I had. That one's more visual, but damn. Uh, He's a looker. Those bubbles are barely the, covering his... They're covering it, though. Uh, what I'm guessing is it a kind massive of penis. also <laughs> looks like a heart. Yeah. Like the bubbles are in the shape of a heart. God, he still got it. <laughs> That's like a picture from his youth. He probably doesn't got it we now. We need to complete our segment of our five. I forget what number we're at, but uh, it would at just some was point, derailed. Yeah. we do need to finish our who's on your five cheat list. Yeah, five <laughs> cheat list. Um, we should probably say, too, before we get too far into this. You're ha- right. Haley Robito is coming today. Yeah. She's a very funny improviser. Um, who hosted a show for us not that long ago. She's hilarious. And she is like uh, Canada Improv Games alum and coach and ref and all that stuff. She's like, whatever, a big deal. She's a big deal. That's cool. Um, also, it's weird because we said that this season would be more polished and professional, that we didn't kick things off with like a, hi, thanks for tuning in to Scene Partners. It's a podcast about... Do you want to do this? Well, I was doing it. So. Uh, it's about... <laughs> How uh, do you edit this? <laughs> is my question. Poorly. Um, your relationships mostly. Oh, that seemed no, pointed. No, no, that no. That seemed that I, pointed. I don't want to talk about... I I'm just, sorry you're in a perfect relationship and you don't need to vent about it on air sometimes. <laughs> so my bad for having ups and downs like most couples what do. I meant, what I meant was your right now childhood... Up, by the way, yeah. if anyone saw my Instagram recently, we are on an adorable streak, let me tell you. Yeah, you're... Adorable. Yeah, did I like that picture? You did like it. Yes. A friend, I posted, so I don't post couple pictures very often, mainly because my partner doesn't smile. Uh, in <laughs> pictures, in real life, all the time. <laughs> but we recently went to a wedding and we took a cute photo. So I posted it, and like within five minutes of posting it, two friends had called, being like, Are you engaged? Wow. I know. So that's and a really bad sign yeah. that that's how rare Shoot. he smiles in pictures. Um, he's just happy with you. You know, we're doing really well. Sorry, enough about me and my relationship. How are you? Um, actually, speaking of a relationship, I saw a really funny thing. Um, Pete Davidson. Who, I have like a comedy crush on him. He is like, he's on SNL. And what I love about him, I mean, I'll get to his relationship later. What I love about him is he's like 22 or 23 or whatever. Like he's so a young dude. He's 22. Yeah. And he just is like, he went to Lauren Michaels to audition. He's just like, yeah, okay. Like I'm not a sketch performer. No, never done improv. Sure. Yeah. Like and, he's, is he the only stand up that's on right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah, he is. That's bananas. And he's starting to do more sketches, but he just like, that's plays not himself, his thing. Yeah. yeah, and he plays himself. <laughs> and everything. And uh, he just was like, oh, I'll go on for a year and it'll be good to add to my resume. But he, he's like, on it. He's on he's it. He's in it. Anyway, so now he's like 
engaged to Ariana Grande, who's like super cute, just really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, sorry, that's a super cute. She's like one of the most stunning people on the planet. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's no stunning. Wayne Gretzky. She's stunning. Sorry. In a bubble bath. But uh, <laughs> so there's this like tweet that came out today, and it's, um, it's Pete Davidson talking about when they have sex. Oh, no. And <laughs> Anytime we're intimate, I always apo- I'm always apologizing and saying thank you. And you're so awesome for doing this. Thank you so much. And I love that so much. I'm just like, that's like the to every guy who's ever b- like been, been with, with someone him, way hotter. Just like, oh my goodness, yeah. thank you. I I don't know how this happened, but yeah. I'm just honored to be here. I'm usually the woman on the receiving <laughs> end of that, so like I totally can relate to that from of the course, other yeah. side. And I'm like, oh my god, don't worry about it. You're welcome. When, when you're having sex with somebody, do you want them thanking you? No, I don't know. Maybe occasionally, like not every time, but like an not occasional like. Yeah, I I like expect a thank you card after. Like a nice yeah. stationery. The intimacy is great. Just like great. Yeah. And it has a tiger on it. <laughs> With your head. Yeah. <laughs> we should really start a <laughs> sex greeting card company. Yeah. I just thought that was so cute. He's just like he kn- he knows he's got he knows it real good. You know? Every interview he does, he looks like, dude, did you just wake up? Yeah, yeah, you did. I also love that he can't avoid interviews now that just start with, why, dude, why? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know, how did this ask happen? her. He, he's talking about how in the writing room at SNL, everybody like stays late to like write their sketches. And like, that's the story that people talk about at SNL is like, it's, you the work hours all the time. are ridiculous. And he's like, yeah, I just like go in with my notebook and I've actually never turned on my computer at <laughs> SNL. And I just like write stuff and like sometimes I'll be in a room and people be writing things and I just kind of like say stuff to them and they'll add it or not add it. But he has the slackest job there. Oh, my God. I started to watch SNL. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm only watching old YouTube clips of it, but I feel like that's the gateway (sighs) to actually watching a full episode. Sometimes when I'm having a bad day. There's this montage on YouTube of Ryan Gosling breaking during his appearances on yeah. SNL, and I just watched that to cheer up. Yeah, do you watch it? I watch it about three times purposes. a week. <laughs> some Occasionally. People, yeah, some people watch meditation videos. Then I just send you. him a thank you note. Yeah. <laughs> it was good, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad you're here. Okay, so you did Pilates this week. Yeah. What else is new? Catch me up. <laughs> Um, so, hi, I went to the chiropractor for the first time. You're really just focusing on your body lately. Good for you. I'm obsessed with my body. You, I didn't know how to say this, but it's just like, sometimes I'm around you and I'm like, is that Daniel Craig coming out of water? Yes. Um, you went to the chiropractor. You look like fall chic, so don't pretend like. Oh my God. She's wearing a cowled turtleneck. I am. And a. (laughs) Thank uh, you. Fall other things. It was like a jean jacket. That's uh, so it's jeans and a sweater. <laughs> you could go to a pumpkin patch. I in am that. ready. I just carry gourds in my backpack if for you, any moment. Oh my goodness, you're gonna get married in a pumpkin patch. <gasps> I just had nice. a thing. I went like to a, a wedding this weekend. They've been together for uh, two and a half years. So Ooh. that was. I'm so happy for them. Yeah, you you've been with your partner for seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, she came up to me at the end and was like, <laughs> was that hard for you? And I was like, thank you yes, so much yes, for it the was, invite. Yeah. Was it, could you, yeah. You could also be a spiteful bride like that, too. Like, 
Yeah. Ladies, was this hard for you to watch? If I ever get married, the only people I'm inviting are people who have been in longer relationships mm, than me so that to... they could be put through what <laughs> I've been put through for the last probably four years. Yeah. Uh, do you think that you're going to invite me? To my wedding? Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to have one, but hypothetically speaking, you would invite it. Do you want me to do a speech of any? What would you say? Um, I get really emotional at weddings, Perfect. especially if I drink. So I do a cry speech. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're in. Okay. Yeah. I could also MC and do lots of jokes about, hey, are they going to consummate this or what? <laughs> Grandma. <laughs> High five. High five. Uh, did I ever tell you what happened at my sister's wedding? Did they consummate it? Yeah, right there at the <laughs> altar. In front of all of my family, the best man went up to give a speech, and he started it with, this is my fucking speech, and if you don't like it, you can suck my balls. <laughs> and my grandmother was just front row, just uh, like, what is happening? And, like, what what was happening? I don't what? know. <laughs> That was just a start. I think the rest was like relatively yeah. like sentimental, nice. I remember but when Brad and I went like, to church together. Yeah, but he was like, "Shut up, fuckers! This is my speech. Suck my balls." Good, good, good. Oh, he's sorry. You went to the chiropractor. <laughs> How are your bones? Okay, here's the thing about the chiropractor. Have you ever been? I do not take care of myself. Yeah, so sure. No, no I should have just. <laughs> yeah, assumed. sorry. And I don't. I'm not here to pass judgment on whether chiropractorism. Is good or bad? Mm-hmm. No idea. Yeah. You sit down though, mm-hmm. and they. So he's like, just sit naturally. Naturally, I'm slouching. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, I'm now sitting up. So straight. naturally, and then he's he looks at me. He's like, see, there's your problem. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> and he like took X-rays of me, uh, and then like put my spine up on a thing and was like, this is just a mess. So then he's like, I can do your first adjustment right now. Yeah. And I'm like not entirely sure if I'm sold on what needs to be done. But I was like, sure. It sounds like a massage to me. No. It's not. So I lie Have down. Have you seen any movies? I lie I down. There's often a chiropractic <laughs> scene. <laughs> Love actually. The chiropractic <laughs> scene. Um, and then he like gets on top of me and hugs me. Oh. No. And then he cracks my back and I'm like, great. All right. I'm ready to go now. He's like, now I'm going to do your neck. He's like, some people don't like this. And I'm like, okay. And he grabbed my head like as if it were a, a puppy and you're giving it a vigorous pet. But then at the end of the vigorous pet, you do a, why did you use puppy? And he just cracked like it's, there's probably like 15 cracks on each side. And he was like, it's going to feel weird for you right now. And it, it did. It felt really weird. <laughs> I need to do the research. I'm not going to speak Can you this. research it for me and tell me if I should well, do it? Well, usually JP would be Googling this, and I don't understand no, why he I, hasn't come up with extensive <laughs> research as to whether yeah, Kyra... Yeah, keep showing you that fucking at Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky. <laughs> 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 He's like, I will never Google anything anymore. Yeah. This will permanently be my screen. Yeah. Uh, things that are new with me... What's new with you? Um, is I you look radiant today? Oh my god, thank you. <laughs> I've been really happy lately. Like yeah. I'm usually pretty happy. Yeah, but it's been good lately. I've been balancing my life better. I don't do as much stand up. 
I think it's good for you to yeah. moderate. In the summer, I was on average doing four to five shows a week. That's sick. Which is disgusting, <laughs> especially because I don't want to be a stand-up comedian. Like, it's not like a... Like and I don't how know can where you I'm tan going if you're in a it. dark bar? I didn't tan. I've I noticed just, that I about know you. I'm pale. I just drink all the time. It's a disaster. Yeah. Uh, no, I have new balance. But speaking of not being balanced, um, <laughs> I am about to, I'm working right now. Next week, I'm doing my first ever 25-minute set. Thank you. I'm nervous, Ryan. 25 minutes. That's a long time. That's longer than an t- average TV show. Yeah, what do you got? What do you got for 25 minutes? I have, okay, so I... Because normally you banter with me, and if I'm not going to be there for you... I know, I need you to sit there, and I'm just going to be like, hey, (laughs) you in the audience. You don't look like a ballet dancer. How's your spine doing? (laughs) You could, uh, uh, like, roast me. I could do that. We could pretend we don't know each other, you could be like, look at this, bearded jackass. (laughs) You look like... A leprechaun trying to get a job. Is that what you I actually think know. about me? I don't know. I'm not good at roasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm nervous. I have enough material. I have about 35 minutes of stand-up material now. Uh, and when I host, I do 20 minutes throughout the night. So I yeah, like I have 25 minutes. I'm just so scared about annoying the audience. Yeah. Like audiences tend to like me, but my chunks are like 10, eight to 12 minutes and 25 minutes of me is a lot. Because, you know, you go I'm for the, lot. you go for the self-deprecating humor. I realized I hosted a show last night and I had the audience for the first 10 minutes and then I lost them. And I think it's because I was too self-deprecating <laughs> and they just like felt so bad for me that they couldn't laugh anymore. I and I was like, oh, like, fuck. Yeah. It was bad. Like I lost them and you can't lose them as the host because you have to bring comedians on. Yeah. And so I kept being like, and here's a joke. I need to attend on a pop so I can be like, and your next comedian is. And it just ended flat and it was a disaster. And, and I, I cried really in the shower again. Yeah, that was it was a lot about my appearance. <laughs> and people were like, shut up. We get it. You're ugly. You're like a six. <laughs> what, what's so bad about that? A six is good. <laughs> Yeah. You're like an eight, nine. Oh my God. Stop. I mean, you're no Ariana Grande. <laughs> no, she, no, that's fair. That's, I'm you, okay with You're that. like the Pete Davidson to the Ariana Grandes of the world. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you had me for a while and then you lost me. Should we go into Was That Funny? Yes. The Pete Davidson of the world. Funny. I'm, I'm a little hurt by that comment still. He's marrying her. I know, but everyone talks about how unfortunate looking he is in comparison. And you're saying I'm that no, yeah, to the I, world. I, I take that back. Yeah, you, but it's staying in there or else the I thought you might try to edit it out because it was mean. So that's why I spoke over the music. <laughs> I'm strategic. I might not do much work for this podcast, but I make my tone. I now. think the audience is going to love you. <laughs> oh, no. Um, okay, what did you watch this week? Okay, I've been wanting to talk about this sketch for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's an SNL sketch. And I feel like it's appropriate because there's like a renewed conversation about this because Louis C.K. has started oh, doing stand-up okay, again. Great. It's not the controversial part of that. Remember when we first started doing this podcast and you would ask me really intense <laughs> questions and I would have no time to prep my opinion on yes. them and you'd be like, just talk off the cuff. Yes. Okay, great. Okay, so this, but this is different. Um, right when Aziz Ansari stuff came out, yeah, SNL did a sketch, and it's actually Will Ferrell's um, week hosting, and everybody gets really excited for it. 
And it's like, it was this masterful sketch that I've rewatched since and I've shown other people because I think it's so good about how when you're in this group, everybody has a different opinion of, of the Aziz Ansari stuff. Yeah. And it's like a very, I don't know, even for progressive people, I, th- I think it's a very difficult very issue to like parse yeah. through and, and to have like a non-emotional discussion about. And it shows um, like these five friends who are out for dinner. I feel like you sent this to me. And uh, they're like starting to have this political conversation. And then every time like somebody brings up like something contentious of the, about the Me Too stuff, somebody will be like, careful. And then it'll go over and be like, but I but I really think that we should be talking about intersection. And then somebody will be like, careful. Yeah, you did. And it's just like about how everything is like eggshells and everything can be an issue to like really get into. And so they like poked fun at like the like the environment around friends who normally would be like, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. But then when it's like something closer to your heart, it's anyway, it was so masterfully done. I would really recommend people. Uh, find a way to watch it. It's Will Ferrell's week. And it's so good because it's like, to me, that's what like good sketch writing is. It's, it was funny. It was like relevant and topical. And it, it wasn't like, I think Aziz Ansari is blah, 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 or either way, but it, it was, was just less really about like, Aziz Ansari and more about like, how do people communicate about issues totally. that in a group that you're usually like minded, there yeah. could actually be some discrepancy. And it was so well done and just really well written. I aspire to be that well, or sorry, that good of a writer. Yeah, are you still writing? I almost writing? said I aspire to be that well of a writer. So that, there's <laughs> your indication. I'm so still working well. on it. You're focusing more on your body <laughs> than your mind lately, and that's good. I am still writing. I've written a few short stories that I like, I like, but I just want to keep refining and stuff like that. I love writing, but I just mostly keep it in like a little book and like sit in a corner and in a coffee them. shop. Yeah. Well, we are going to have so much time to write when we're in New York together. That was like shooting off little baby guns. Yeah. Yeah. Of of written material (laughs) that we will have post New York. Yeah. Uh, No, my like dream day in our New York City life, this is going to be really interesting for our listeners, is I'm going to wake up. They're like, we don't care. I'm going to eat some avocado toast, like the true millennial (laughs) that I am. And then I'm going to go to improv class because that's what we're there for. And I can't even believe that. I'm so excited. And then for three hours after class, I'm just going to write. I'm just going to write. Just write. And then I'm going to go to improv show after improv show after improv show. And then I'm never coming back. You get so funny around improvisers that you like. I'm going to I'm excited to watch you just like. I'm not trying to touch them. I just I did remember that time I tried. You weren't there, but there's a. Yeah, I've heard the story. And I just went and I touched his shoulder and it was not okay. Um. It, there's a for those who don't know, there's a there's two upright citizens brigades theaters in New York, and one has a bar attached to it. So, oh my god, it's so cool! It's like all these dorky improvisers. Like when you're out of, out of the bubble, you're like, I oh, just bunch of like losers. Hey, <laughs> and like so after a show, all these improvisers go and have a drink there, and, and you can just so like sit famous. there and. They're literally not famous, but to like a group of like a hundred people at once, they're like, they are famous. Oh my God. And it's fun to watch Christina. I just lose it. Like I'm so uncool. Did I tell you about when I met Tom Green this summer? No. Oh, Ryan. Okay. So I opened for Tom Green this summer. Brag much? (laughs) Not a brag. But the night before I opened for him, which I'm glad this happened because actually opening for him was a learning curve oh, experience. Well, I got a Swiffer mop this summer. Okay. 
So I'm about to be very humbled <laughs> in the fact that it was a sold out crowd. People paid like 30 or $40 for their tickets and everyone was there to One see. One time I met the woman from Lost <laughs> through letters. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Real personal letters. I'm done being a jerk. Uh, no, the cool learning curve of opening for Tom Green was uh, what I, I realized what it's like to be a stand up. Oh, who no one wants to see. Yeah. Like you're just like, you are the thing standing in between them and the person yeah. they want to see. So it went okay. I got off the stage and was devastated because people like, are like, I'm here for Tom green only humor. Yeah. And I'm not Tom green humor. He's actually very funny as a stand up. I thought he was great, but, um, it went okay. But then the manager of Yak X came over and was like, that was really good. He was like, you just don't know what it's like to open for someone that's like, well known. Is he, is the manager at Yak X used to seeing you cry? He hasn't seen me cry, cry. He's seen me be like, oh, shoot. Yeah. I usually go outside to cry. And I cry a lot less now. I'm a lot better at being That's like, okay, so good. some crowds like me, some crowds wow, don't. Wow, brag much that you cry a lot less? <laughs> oh, my God. But the night before is the night I met Tom Green. Teach, I don't teachy. know him that well as Tom. I wish you would call him just Tom. So the so the manager of Yakers was like, how about you practice one more time the night before? It's like a new talent showcase night. Great. So it's the end of the night, and right before I'm going up to do my practice set, the manager comes over to me, and he's like, P.S., Tom Green just got here. He's going to do a surprise <laughs> set for this audience. I was like, you motherfuckers. Yeah, you shouldn't have This told is me supposed that. to be my practice set. Yeah. So I go up, and I'm not going to lie, I fucking killed. Like, oh, it was like, okay. I did, I think it's one of the best sets I've done. The audience really liked it. People were like, oh, that was great. Get off stage, feeling like a million bucks. I'm like, okay, Tom Green saw me do well. Great. Yeah. But then I was like, I should go thank the manager for letting me go on. So I like walk through the crowd and I'm like, I, I literally run smack into someone on my way there because I'm like looking down and I look up and it's Tom Green and I go, uh, and, uh, he goes, hi, I'm Tom Green. And I go, I'm Christina Muehlberger. <laughs> he like shakes my hand. He's like, I don't need to know your last name. And he's like, you did really great. I'm like super excited you're opening for me tomorrow. And I went, you're really great. Cool, cool, cool. And then I just like, uh, <laughs> I just walked past him. Thank, uh, thank, no, it gets worse. I thank the manager for letting me go on. And instead of just waiting... Because he's still kind of blocking where I'm walking. Instead of just waiting for him to go on stage so there's an opening for me to walk back, I bump into him again. Oh, no, Christina. And he's like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. And I went, I'll be cooler then. And then I moonwalked away from him, facing him, making eye contact. <laughs> it was a disaster. That's so And the thing is, is devastating. that I don't even like... Why are you moonwalking? I don't know. Why? I it wasn't even like a moonwalk. It was more like a shuffle, like a so, jerky like shuffle. A bad moonwalk. And I was just like eye contact with him, being like, "I'll be cooler tomorrow." Boo -boo. Oh my goodness, he's probably like fucking disaster. Girl is so awkward. Yeah. So yeah, I think New York's gonna go really great. Yeah. Okay. Just like be cool. Especially if you're around me. If we're in the same room together, I'm sorry, I don't know. be moonwalking I'm sorry. anywhere. It wasn't even a moonwalk. It'd be so much cooler if it was a moonwalk. <laughs> it, was more, it was more just like trying to like glide my feet backwards. Oh. And he's like, I'm the only thing I knew about Tom Green pre this, because I grew up so religious, is that he was married to Drew Barrymore. It's yeah. not like I'm a super you fan. You could have asked about that. I feel like that's an inappropriate yeah, thing that's to true. ask don't about. Ask like, about how that. was your eight month marriage to Drew or whatever it was? Oh, okay. So this is the was that funny segment. Oh, right. And your embarrassing Tom Green story. I almost said Tom Cruise. Your embarrassing Tom Green story was funny. You know what else is funny? What? The second season of The Good Place. Is it actually funny? Oh, okay. my God. <laughs> it is 
so good. Is it funny or is it good? It's, it's, it's hilarious. It's creative. It's different from anything else I've seen. And it just runs at a pace that is so much faster than any other TV show I've seen. Who, who, where did it come from? Who's the person? My, like, it seems super unique. Sure. Mark, sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to go to Hollywood someday and say, I'm looking for Mark, Mark Schur. It's like S-A-C-H-U-R or something. It's just Ted Danson in it is yeah. so Good. Kristen yeah. Bell is amazing. Oh my God, Veronica Mars is coming back. Yeah. This is like the the two years of Kristen Bell. This is. She's she's phenomenal. She's so good. Is it funny? I think it's funny. It's Yeah, it's not laugh out loud funny, but it keeps you guessing. Okay. And you like the characters and you will laugh occasionally at them. But also it's just like, it's so creative and different and you keep being like, okay, they're going to drag this over three episodes. And then like the plot comes to a conclusion. It's kind of like what we learn in our improv classes of like, if a story, you can end a story and start something new. That's like the good place. It's like, they're constantly ending something and being like, okay, yeah. we're going to start something different. Yeah. Like we're going to conclude this and move on from it. I saw a really good tip about improv. Tell me. And for our non-improv people, I apologize. Just like bear with me for a second. Do we have many non-improv people? I don't know. Go but it, it was talking about how when you're in a scene and you're arguing with somebody in a scene, don't yeah. be afraid to lose the argument. You oh. don't always need to be like trying to win it. And I think that can happen a lot in improv scenes. You think, oh, if we keep arguing, that'll keep being funny. No. But it was this like thing basically going on and saying by losing the argument, your character actually gets more defined and yeah. you can like bring a new level to the scene by losing an argument. So it's like this idea that it's OK to be like, you know what? You're right. I am stupid or and whatever. And then it's like part of your point of view. Totally. I like that. That's also good in life. That's good like, in be life. Be okay Improv with losing sometimes. lessons are life lessons. They are. Yes, they really are. and to life. Just do it. Um, Sorry, I was going to say on your Ted Danson thing. Yes. Um, I was going to say he was in another show called Bored to Death mm. and it's with Jason Schwartzman and uh, Jason Schwartzman is like this poor writer yeah. working on his second book. And Ted Danson's like his, uh, it's his boss or publisher. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But Jason Schwartzman becomes a private detective to like pay the bills. It's very like Jason Schwartzman dry humory, but yeah. it's very good. It's so good. If you, bored to death. If you like Ted Danson, you'll like bored to, to death. death and the good place and the good place. Watch it because season three comes out now. Who's Kristen Bell married to? Jack Shepard. Are they still together? Very much so. If they ever break up, love is lost. Um, how's do you have those couples? I mean, I guess you're married now and you're in a perfect relationship. But like, do you have those couples where it's like if they break up, there's no hope for me and my significant other? Um, yes. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson are that couple for me. I think every couple is that couple for me. I've come to realize, like, if any of my friends, even if they're in, like, a two-month relationship breakup, I'm <laughs> like, like, well, there's well, no hope for us. There goes our relationship. <laughs> I'm sure your partner loves that. He really does like it. Yeah, he's like, this is real. Like, the Christina, they met at a bar <laughs> when they're both week. loaded. <laughs> and they and went had on sex one twice. date and it didn't go on. I'm like, if they're not going to make it, we can't. We shouldn't even bother trying. Um, Rita Wilson came out with a country music album. No, that to, makes sense. And to see Tom Hanks promo it was so cute. <gasps> he, like He has so such a sweet. dorky Twitter. And then to see him be like, check out my wife's country music album. I was like, oh. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Like it probably... 
I love him, but it probably sucks. <laughs> probably. But it's like, it's so like, that's what you do for your partner. <laughs> that's what you do. You support them. That's why Sarah listens to the podcast. <laughs> Sarah, thank you. Thank you, Sarah. We are the podcast equivalent. I'm, I'm the Rita. <laughs> of Rita Wilson's country album. That's our new tagline. <laughs> oh. Do you like Rita Wilson's country music? You'll love this podcast. She, she probably was a super dedicated listener like Rita Wilson. And now she's like, she's like, not if fuck they're throwing, you yeah. guys. This. Yeah, out of every celebrity to listen, <laughs> Rita Wilson's just like scrolling through Canadian content, be like, the scene partners. <laughs> Good place season two. It's on Netflix. <laughs> Give it a listen, guys. Great. Okay, now for our guest. So now we're gonna start our the 37th part of our 40 part series on race in America. <laughs> Trying something new out yeah, there, aren't you? <laughs> I didn't um, sign up for this. <laughs> uh, you just heard the voice of our wonderful guest, Haley Robito. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. We talked about you a little bit off the top. Okay. We said really nice things about you. You better have. Yeah. It was very glowing. <laughs> I didn't mention that you drove past me in a car the other day. And had a breakdown about if I should <laughs> say hi or not. My you know? favorite moment. <laughs> it was like reverse... Oh, no, it was cat calling. I was the one in the car. <laughs> you did cat call, but in the sweetest I like, Hello? way. I just wanted to say hi. <laughs> After you drove away, my partner was like, who the heck was that? <laughs> yeah, well. You could have like finished that by saying like, nice body. And, you know, like. And then, I just went, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, you did. And then sped and then the off in your changed, virtue yeah. car. And my, yeah, my car Oh, uh, Well, thanks for joining us. We're Thank really happy you. to have you. Um, you. You hosted a show for us. Thank you for doing that. You are quite welcome. Um, for people who don't know you, um, you are uh, an improviser and you have, <clears throat> you like learned your stuff at Canada Improv Games. Am I? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Can, yeah. can you. Like we talked about a little bit, but can you talk about Canada Improv Games a little bit? Yeah. So the Canadian Improv Games. Oh, oh. God damn it, Ryan. Ca- how much do I swear or not swear on this? As much as you so okay. please. They'll probably slip by accident. I swear a lot. Um, well, I'm talking about <laughs> a youth organization. No. Uh, the Canadian Improv Games is, uh, pr- I think, the the largest, most widespread theater festival <clears throat> in North America, which is pretty cool. That is very cool. Fuck and the Americans. A, I, yeah. And the yeah. Mexicans. <laughs> Ryan, what is this new <laughs> no, We said we weren't going to talk about race issues. No, and that, we're getting that was like right here. Uh, <laughs> Biggest one in North America. Yeah, it's uh, it's run with high schools across the country, mainly in um, like the capital cities. They each have a tournament, um, and it's uh, it, the you know we teach high school students how to do improv, and then there's uh, different levels of competition, but also it, it's focused in the skill building aspect and the kind of cool. broader. Uh, applications of those skills that you learn through improv. Yeah, so I used to, I was a player in the games when I was in high school in grade 11 and 12. And then I moved here for university and was like, I don't know how to make friends. So I... Um, I still don't. So this I is why still we don't have either. a podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to be here again. <laughs> um, so I reached out to the regional director here, Al Connors, yeah. at the time and was like... Future guest. Future guest. Future guest. I like to call him the... The daddy of Ottawa Improv. Yeah. Okay. I've, you I've just heard a couple episodes daddy, of this, yeah. and most people are like, don't call him that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, you reached out yeah, to yeah. Al. Um, I reached out to Al to make friends. <laughs> no, to start volunteering for the Canadian Improv Games because that was how I made yeah. a lot of my friends in high school. And so I, I started volunteering and then I was involved for like seven years. I mean, I'm wow. still loosely involved, but I started as a volunteer. I was a referee. I judged it a little bit. And then I was the regional director myself after a couple of years. So I've been... That's quite cool. closely involved with that organization for quite a long time. What was it like shifting from, because that was my first experience. I wasn't involved in improv in high school. And so that was my first experience seeing what high school improv looks like, which is very structured and game oriented. Though I do love, what's the one challenge in Canadian improv games? The one Life. where they, oh my God, it was so fun. They have to take like a serious theme, but it's always just, it's 17 year olds doing something like, man, I've been with my girlfriend for four months and I just don't know if we're going to make it, man. <laughs> I'm like, this is so sweet. <laughs> I do love this. Yeah. I And most people, especially feedback from the students is that they hate it because it's hard to do. But I, in my experience of doing that is, and also as a performer, is improv is like this release that you don't necessarily yeah. get from other places. And like, even if it's bad improv, sometimes those kids just like need to share those sentiments somewhere yeah. and sometimes the stage is where they get to do that. Yeah. No, so, that is very cool. Stop yeah. mocking it. I have a question and this does, is not being disrespectful to the Canadian yeah. improv games but more just like an honest, I was the most awkward kid in high school. Do you see the most awkward improv? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a, yeah. And as a regional director, I kind of, um, shifted my perspective a lot because as a player it was like who's the best like who's gonna win yeah um but as a regional director <laughs> I was I was very I learned that it's more important for some very awkward kids in high school to have just like a fun place to hang out with friends yes. after school and like yeah. yeah have that platform where they maybe don't get to put themselves out there very much and like they get experience in listening and team building and you know, just having a safe place to to say things that they might not get to. So it turned into a lot of like helping teachers understand the value of just like having it exist instead of winning. Yeah. So God, yeah. I feel like a oh, monster. Now. That's like beautiful. <laughs> that is so nice. I really wish I would have done this. And it, if I kept Googling Canada improv games instead of Canadian. Yeah, you just, just got to add a couple letters sorry. there. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like shifting from doing high school improv to doing improv? Did you do it in university as I well? I did, yeah. And then outside of that? Yeah, I've actually kind of found that it goes like a wave in, in the way that I've approached performing in, in that, yes, I was on the team that I was involved in in high school. We were very physical and like, we're yeah. going to be you know, the internet in physical form, whatever. Oh, that scares the so, hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> so we are very like, every muscle in your body has to be moving or else you're not fully improvising. Yeah. Um, so, and and then, yeah, coming to university, it was very much bar prov in terms of like, you know, whose line is it anyway style games. You got to bring your friends out to the pub. We got to make them laugh and get them drunk. And I was like, I had a... A big You're shift. You're still in being that. MSN messenger, and people are like, no, "Yeah, what we is don't this? Do <laughs> Go back to '97." <laughs> um, so that was a bit of shift, and then, um, yeah, coming out of university and just being more involved generally in a, in a couple different troops, um, and then now when I reapproach improv, I kind of want to get back to that those like roots of like. Just playing, yeah. And whether that means that you're talking heads for whatever long set you're doing, or if it means you're just kind of generally experimenting with physicality, like I've tried to go back to those like core Roots. what's fun, yeah. And uh, going back to that, so yeah, it's been kind of like a um, a 
a, a line that moves up and down in terms of my experience. I'm making motions with yeah. my arms that aren't making a lot I'm of sense. Lines. So, They'll yeah. picture them. It's fine. <laughs> I love that. Because that's what improv is. It's just supposed to be fun. Yeah. There's only one rule. And just then it's have fun. That well, that's a rule too, but oh, no. it's a less important one. <laughs> the rule is that you make it up, Christina. What have you been doing this whole time? I scripted the yeah. night before, <laughs> and I expect people to work around that. That's yeah. how she starts every scene. Like, all right, I'm Mary in Bethlehem. <laughs> <laughs> Our suggestion was cantaloupe. I'm actually just working through the Bible. <laughs> yeah. We do a ton of biblical and improv. And this week I'm Esther, everybody. <laughs> but next week come back for Ruth. Uh, and there's all the women. <laughs> So I don't mean to put you on the spot, but you also perform with your partner. I do. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about that? Like, is that fun? Do you enjoy it? Is it weird? Is it like um, yeah, all of those things? I guess. Um, I met my partner Jordan through improv. Actually, okay. it was we were both volunteering for the Canadian Improv Games at the same time, um, and I had like a weird like crush on him for a long time. Where we I would, all like, do. Yeah, I know, we, right? Yeah. My partner as soon as I met him, I was like, no, that boy. Um, and I would just like do, you know, like favorite his tweets all the time from a distance. But yeah. <laughs> that is such a, when did you, that seems like such a 2011 Maybe sort he doesn't of like, know this. It was in 2013. Damn it. So, actually, been, no, I met him in 2011. So it was probably like a two year gap of me just like liking his, his tweets. tweets. He probably That's had all. one like. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> but no retweets. I'm going to move like in with that aggressive. girl in yeah. 2015. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, we met through improv. We had always been involved in improv together. And then um, we had done a couple, like, you know, we were at a theater and there's a drop-in set. Hey, we're yeah. both here. Let's try it out. But it was never, like, um, I guess, in intentional to do stuff. But more recently, in the past couple of years, we've been a, a little bit more intentional about, like, let's try this weird idea that hasn't we haven't seen before kind of thing. Um, and, I mean, yeah, we've lived together for three years and most of our time is not taken seriously so <laughs> it kind of naturally makes sense to do <laughs> to that do, on stage yeah. as well but we it was such a privilege to get to see, uh, see you two like together it's such a cool dynamic do you get a chance to just like try anything because you're with such a like a partner that you trust and you know they're not going to throw you under the bus you know that yeah I think that's purely it is the trust and I I mean I've performed with a handful of groups and I don't perform as frequently as I used to um, and a lot of that came because I was really looking on stage for like people that I, I trust working with, like on any day, like sometimes I'll have a, a really tired, shitty day and I'll come in and be like, oh, my brain is not on as much as it needs to be. Yeah. I want to just like know that everyone's going to be there to help yeah. me through that. Yeah. So yeah, I think like as I've gone through doing improv, one of the most important things for me is do I trust these people on stage that I'm with? And yes, I, I trust my partner. He pays have. his rent on time every <laughs> yeah. month. It's <laughs> a good sign. Yeah. Okay, our last question is always two questions. What's your favorite part about doing improv? And then also, what advice would you give to someone who's like new to improv and trying to get better at it? So the first one is, what do I like most about yeah. improv? Um, more recently, like, I think the longer I've been doing improv, the more confident I've been in my ability to do it. Um, yeah. For a long time, I was like, oh, I'm not good enough to perform with so-and-so or whatever. But um, now I just, like, I like making people laugh. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Now, uh, presently, what yeah. I like most about doing improv. It is such a cool feeling when you oh. get like a good gut laugh from yeah. people and you're like, I, I made that. someone spit their drink out <laughs> one time. It's the best moment yeah. of my that whole life. That is like goals right yeah. there. After, Ugh. and this wasn't just like, we just, it wasn't just us performing that night, but after we did our live show for Scene Partners, like I saw people in the audience and somebody's like, my face hurts from laughing. I was like, 
Yes. Yeah. It's actually such a cool moment to be like, even if you had the shittiest day, like you don't know where the audience has been all day or like where their mindset is, but to watch them laugh is like they're escaping all of it yeah. for that. And you get to help that. That's so I also, cool. I, in like working in, you know, the office for several different jobs and stuff, I've come to realize more that like people don't laugh a lot. No. No. They like, you could, and not me personally, I don't even know what this feeling would be like, but there are people that go like days without laughing. <gasps> and that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so horrible. Like, if yeah. someone has gotten up the the gall to get out of their house for like two hours of an evening yeah. and you've made them feel a little bit better about doing that, that's like nice. I, oh. I love that. Um I feel like a good person again. Oh now. my goodness. I'm, I'm actually helping others wow. through my nerdy. Yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. We want you to give relationship advice. I want to. Okay. Okay. This I don't think will take us very long. <laughs> it's open and shut case. Dear, I think so. I hope. Dear Abby, my coworker and supposed friend Oof. asked if she could borrow my <laughs> wedding dress because she thought it was so beautiful. I was thrilled to lend it to her and paid for the alterations. I didn't think that beer hit me until I tried to read this. <laughs> <laughs> and paid for the alterations. $200 Sorry, plus. The, the, the writer paid for the alterations? Yes. Okay. As her wedding present, I accompanied her to her fittings and helped her plan her wedding for approximately 100 friends and family. The kicker, my husband and I were not invited to the wedding. Oh. And Whoa. when she returned my gown and had lipstick on it and cake down the front, it wasn't even in a bag. She just handed it to me. What should I think about this? Flabbergasted <laughs> in Florida. Wow. Crazy shit happens in Florida. Like... <laughs> She paid for the alterations. Mm. She went to the fittings and the woman and, didn't invite her to her wedding. But I think more even too is like it was her wedding dress, right? Yes. So it's like it had sentimental value to, to her. her. Yeah. Wow. Guys, advice. I... <laughs> well, this person's not her friend. Yeah. Number one. I think supposed. I was a little rough on her for saying supposed, but yeah, yeah this is not this is not clear. friend material. <laughs> um I I don't even know what to say. If this were to happen to me, yeah. I think I would be like, <laughs> well, it depends how sassy I'm feeling. I'd like get the dry cleaning bill and like mail it to them and be like, here's your invoice. And then that would probably be my final communication with that. Person. Oh, coworker though. It's her coworker. Mm, so like you're going to see her again. Wow. Well, I'd tell my boss. <laughs> <laughs> I hire this bitch. HR complaint. Yeah. I just couldn't imagine. The head of my union. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> they would grieve it for sure. <laughs> Jeez, that's what would happen. But I'm just like, what is your mindset that you're like, I'm going to borrow this wedding dress from someone. They've cleaned it for me. They've had alterations done for me. They've come with me to my fittings. They've gotten excited with me. And yet I'm not just going to invite them to my wedding. Like mm. this sounds like a horrible human. I would have to hear very good reasons why like, Sorry, the hall only held 100 people and you would be 102. And my aunt from Australia but like, came. Tell her yeah. that before. The like, wedding. I know yeah. that you shouldn't feel entitled to being invited to someone's wedding. Like, sure. But I mean, maybe I just haven't gone to enough weddings, but I've never been in a situation where I've given a gift and not gone. You know, no. it's usually like the package deal. <laughs> 
also, she handed the dress back to her stained yeah. and not in a bag. I mean, the bag, I, I don't care about a bag. Like, I just mean it. We're it's trying just to get rid of plastic waste here. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm an advocate for open communication, so I'd like have a couple shots and be like, look, let's talk about your poor showing on right. this situation. I'm an advocate of revenge. I am too. That's where I thought we were going with this, but I forgot Haley's just like, uh, she's so a good person. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I would uh, try to have an affair with the husband. husband. Uh huh. And. Send pictures with uh-huh. the dry cleaning bill. I would wear or the stained wear the wedding dress. dress. Yeah, yeah. Have an affair with the husband so that it's like pretty much time stamped uh, post wedding yeah. at that point. Okay, great. I we're all on Good. the same page. So because you're an improviser, we want to do a scene with you. Is that okay? Mm, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, did you bring a, a, a premise for a scene for us to do with you? Yeah, like it might sound shitty. I came up with it on my <laughs> bike ride here after a weird day at work. But um, okay, so you're like a marine. There's a marine biologist who's doing research on different fish specimens. And then as they're doing research on fish <laughs> specimens, they realize that they alone can speak to fish. <laughs> Is w- that good? Does what that I love work? is like some that. people are like, I don't know, like we're in like a relationship or something. And then you're like, oh, I have okay. a super so layered. Uh, and I love that. No, no, no. You gave a complex example. I don't know. I love it. All right. <clears throat> Guys, that beer went straight to my head. All right. You're the marine biologist. I don't want to be the marine <laughs> Please, biologist. I want to be the You are fish. endowed <laughs> as the marine biologist. <laughs> hey, hey, Frederick. Marcy. This again? I'm sorry, but nobody listens like you do, Frederick. I was supposed to go back into the Atlantic two days ago. I know your family's waiting. I went and talked to them. They say it's okay because you know my relationship's falling apart right now. Marcy, there are other fish in the sea. That usually... It's just... Uh, Dr. Uh, Marcy, oh, uh, 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 yep. Uh, as the yep. chief scientist of this. Uh, uh, hello, Dr. Yeah. Stevenson. I feel like uh, I've seen you on camera, maybe talking to the tank. No, I, uh, I, I cleaning it is what you probably witnessed. But sometimes when I clean it, I sing lyrics on the radio. Uh, Dr. Marcy, I also know you're uh, you're wearing a a robe. Uh, wear your clothes. I. Are you showering here again? It's just things are not great at home right now. Uh, If you need to know, things are kind of falling apart there. And so I come here. I clean the tank, listening to Celine Dion. And uh, that's... uh, that's what's happening here. That's it. Sure, sure, sure. That's all that's happening. I'm going to go back to my my office and keep watching the cameras. Uh, Carry on. Gosh, sorry about really that interruption. To watch. I know it's it's stressful for me, but Marcy, I just you're Marcy, but I love so I confused. love so much that you've put yourself into me. It's just like you know my mindset and what's happening so clearly, and your advice the other day was so needed and accurate that it sometimes feels like you are my subconscious. I'm glad to see you've been heeding my advice too, Marcy. We're going to cut to time away. We're going to cut to the home front where Marcy is heeding the fish's advice. Timothy. Uh, yes, honey. I'm just, uh, sorry. I, I wore my muddy shoes in the living room again. I, I didn't mean to. You are a bottom of the sea eater. (laughs) 
and I deserve a starfish that is unique and kind and stays in one place for me. Whereas you just, your eyes are wandering. Are you talking to that fish again at work? <laughs> she understands me, Frederick. I, Frederick I, gets I told me. you to quit talking to that fish. It's coming in between us. No, you know what's coming in between us? Is your seaweed-like reflexes and your inability to conceive. <laughs> no, that's... I see that fish in your hand. You brought the fish home with you, didn't you? Look, I'm just here for moral support. Is that fish now talking to me, too? Can you hear it? I can hear it. Timothy, just take a deep breath, all right? What kind of fish are you? A... A dragon Bottom-headed trout. Trout. My dad used to take me fishing for bottom-headed trouts in Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> I think maybe it would help if you also talked to Frederick, because I do think our relationship has problems, and maybe Frederick jumped to conclusions by only hearing my side of the story. But she offered me useful advice, and I feel like she could help you as well with the things that you need to deal with. Frederick, I just got to say... I really like when female fish have, have male names. It's Thank really you. like it's cool. It's like Charlie. I didn't name me. Marcy did. You're I'm wonderful. not a great marine biologist. I didn't know she was female until after naming her. Yeah. yeah. Your inspiring wife gave me this name and Thank I'm you. proud to wear it. Thank you. Frederick, I, I think I need to apologize to you. Timothy, my, my, stop. My, I think wait. Sorry. Sorry, let me just close I've never your been mouth interrupted with by my a, fin. Oh. I want you to not apologize to me, but I want you to apologize to Marcy. Oh, Frederick, thank you. I, I've been wrong so many times, Marcy. And when I said that this fish friend of yours was a bottom feeder jag off. You did. I and thought it was I meant it. Rude. But you didn't know her like I knew Sorry. her. Yeah. And you just looked at me like I had just lost it when I told you I was talking to a fish as my therapist. But now you understand that it's real. It's all real. I mean, to my credit, I think even the fish would understand. When we were making love the last time, you said, put it in my gills. and I am getting caught up. She uses all this terminology. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I feel like I myself am a fish. Okay. I need to apologize, though. I also shouldn't have thrown your inability to conceive in your face. I'm sorry. No, that was It just rude. came out. I <laughs> yeah. know. I'm so sorry. There's all that fishing in Missouri. It's just like Marcy talks about her. F no, damn it. I'm Marcy. Sometimes again, it's like the subconscious is just there with me. Have you me. ever seen the call me by your name? Yeah. You're that's what I feel like right now. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's just Frederick talks about her family and her school of fish. And it just seems like such a communal thing. And I. Are you running out of fish terms? I am. <laughs> Look, I, I'm drying out a significant amount throughout the course of this conversation. I'm very supportive, but my, I've been selfish. biological. You've been, I've been selfish. selfish. Yes, that's my last one. I would like to <laughs> propose that I make a voyage down the St. Lawrence back to the Atlantic, but you two take some time together. And reconnect. But what if we just got you a bowl here, Frederick? What if you could stay forever, like our child or something? Marcy, no. Marcy, no. Marcy, no. Marcy, no. I just feel like we need some no, life Marcy. in this no, Marcy. house. No, Marcy. We're we floundering alone. Goddamn floundering. That's a derogatory term like in a, fish I world. Take me back to the lab. 
I just feel like a beached whale sometimes when I come home and it's just you and me, Timothy. And I feel like maybe if we had Frederick in the house bringing life and charisma that they could save our marriage. Please don't leave, Frederick. Please don't. Marcy and Timothy, I will stay under one condition. What is it? We'll do it. I want you to put it in my gills, okay? All right. <laughs> oh, that was weird. I feel like that was one of our better <laughs> Guys, I feel great about it. Um, Haley, thank you so much for coming and hanging you. out. Thank you for, for having me again. Will you come back sometime? If you'll have me back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Will you tell your fr- friends who haven't laughed all day? About um, our podcast? Yeah. They well, I told it. them about it already. So. Okay. My, like, one friend that I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to yeah, make them. It is hard. It Good is thing really we're hanging hard. out soon. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you, you two are hanging out? You I could come. I could come, come or, like, whatever. You come. I don't know. It's fine. I, my new sexual term is going to be put it in my gills. Don't say that. I'm going to. Thanks for coming. Today's episode was recorded in Ottawa, Ontario at Pop-Up Podcasting featuring Christina Muehlberger and Ryan Mulligan, recorded by J.P. Davidson, and featuring music by Nikolai Haidless, Mr. Gavin, and Fox Beat Music, all available on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening.